You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom he here. He got me we again. He back. got me again. God and I caught Gary slipping <laughs> with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Ooh, fellas, fellas, my Panthers are going to the Super Bowl next year. Hold on, you want to make a bet on that again? What? Or you want to wait till the play till the preseason? Yeah, we'll wait till the preseason before we get our bet in. But I just know the Panthers are going what? back to the Super Bowl. Why? Why? Why did we just? Why did you start there, Tom? Why why did we start there? <laughs> I, I I I got a question that we can kick the podcast off before we get to what, what we did this weekend. Why the hell do we pay these guys so much to tell us where people are going for Malik Willis to go in the damn third or fourth round when they say he was a first round pick? Like why are we paying these guys so much to tell us their thoughts on where they think they're going and they be completely like all the way off? It. I've said this for the longest time. It makes no sense that Mel Kiper, who I don't think has ever played football, is the forehead speaker of who's going to get drafted where uh, just because he watches film. Uh, I don't think it makes any sense. Um, I think it's funny. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's not that. reporting inside knowledge. He just because he watched film? Correct. I don't think it is anything no, inside you knowledge. Didn't say that. No, you didn't. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously, if it was inside knowledge, Malik Willis would not have been in the green room. Yes. If I'm him, I'm pissed because why'd y'all invite me to the green room if you had no idea I wasn't going to go that early? To me, they should only invite people that are guaranteed to go in the first round or don't invite them at all if there's any chance they slip. Right, right. And it's this is, and, and because Mel Kuyper had him so listed so high and he has so much influence, he had him sitting in his green room. And the entire day, Gary. Yeah, I would have left. I would have left after the first. I would never came back the second round ever. If I was there, I would have left. Would you, D? You had drafted the first round. If you were not drafted in the first round, would you have went home? Well, here's the thing. Would you have came back the I, next day? I, I didn't believe I was going to go in the first round, Gary. I didn't think I was going to go, and so I I was dead set on the second round. And what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to go to that thing and be embarrassed. So and and it wasn't really that big either, Gary. It was they was just right. starting it, off. It it's was become a like, huge spectacle now. Yeah, yeah. It was like eight or maybe nine guys that would go that was vying for like that first or top five or six pick. And then after that, you know, it was kind of a free for all. Now they try to take everybody that's gonna get taken in the first round. Uh so they could get them well, on camera. They had two quarterbacks and neither one of them got drafted early. Uh, like so, so you're sitting in that green room, Gary, and there's six picks left. Do you stick around for the six picks, knowing that the six picks don't need a quarterback? I would say yes because they could trade in. I would say yes because they could trade in because teams have done that where they trade in like the Ravens. They traded in so they could have the fifth-year option when they drafted Lamar. So, so you're teams not coming have been back known for the to do second that. round. Oh, I'm not. No, if I'm if I was so there for the first excuse? round, I what are you rejected. telling? What are you telling ESPN or all y'all these? Y'all wasted new- my time. Y'all wasted my time having me come in. Y'all projected me to be a first round pick, and now I am not in the first round. Now this makes me look like a fool. Now I'm good. Obviously, they're not going to say that because they have to put on a good face because it's their team. This is a, a vet who's been in the league, seen how it works, and how the nonsense they treat players. So 
my my view is a little skewed. What I would have said, knowing what I know now, but if I if I had a chance to talk to players beforehand, that's what I would tell them. I'd say don't let don't let them just po- give you the pony and sh- show and make you do whatever they say. If you don't get drafted, for, don't come back. Don't, just don't waste your time because to me that it just it turns into a spectacle. And then everybody brings up all everything that we're doing. Oh, how would you feel this? Uh, why do they do that? Now you become a talking point for everybody. And I have nothing about your football or nothing about your career. So it's okay even if I know I'm a top five or ten pick if I decide to, like, nah, I'm going to stay at home. Because you could, yeah, you could slide I, I think, for whatever reason. I don't think reason. any player should go. I don't think any player should go to the draft, personally. Whoa, I think you should yeah. stay. The, the only reason why I say it, I think you should stay and do be with your family and friends you don't need to have a show. They're just, they're not paying you. If they pay you to go, okay. But they're just wanting it for their own publicity. It's nothing to do to benefit you. There's no benefit for you being there. Only thing that can have to use negative, as you saw Aaron Rodgers when he slid all those years ago. You saw Malik Wallet Willis. There's so many negatives that can happen. There's no positive that's coming from it. You yeah. get up and do what everybody else is doing. That's my thing. There's no positive that you get from just going there other than being on TV and showing your outfit. But right. Go ahead. Do you think Dale Kuyper is running a side scheme where you can pay him to talk about you more to try to get your draft stock to go up? No. <laughs> I feel like that would have already been unearthed if that was the case. Yeah, yeah, it's not that's gonna, the thing. Is, teams go are going to take who they want to take. It, it doesn't matter who talking about them or mm-hmm. what they think about. Like, Yeah, so as far as like the media goes – like the media isn't driven on oh we gotta take this guy. They're looking for the right person, the right fit. They don't care about the name. That's why there's a lot of guys that are still unsigned right now, where everybody's like these guys are really good. Ty Gurley, for instance, uh, uh, athletes like that that still can play, but nobody wants to touch them because one they don't fit their system, and two I can get a younger guy to do the same thing that he does for a lot less money. Well, and I think you saw a prime example is Malik Willis with the uh, media-wise. The media was hyping up the one throw he threw at his pro day and talking about how good his pro day and all this stuff was. And they were projecting, hell, he could go fifth pick in the draft in the first round, top ten. He went in the third round. That was the media's. And then all the media had speaking. That wasn't none of the owners, none of the scouts said anything like that. But the media was driving that. Wedge to try and get him up there, but I don't think it obviously it didn't work. Right. The media media saw something different than what all the scouts saw. And what's even crazier is is Willis. He's a good quarterback. He's going to be a phenomenal quarterback. But wasn't he like the third quarterback off the board, third or fourth? And from Uh, yeah, I think he was. Yeah, he definitely was. Yeah, because the Steelers took the first quarterback uh, in the draft from Pickett, right? And then was it not another quarterback that went and then him? I think there. I think. Atlanta, Atlanta took um, Riddler from Cincinnati. Uh, the Riddler, no, they, they didn't. Take, I don't think Atlanta took Riddler. Yeah, they did. I don't they know. took. They took somebody. But yeah, yeah Atlanta took a quarterback. I think Riddler still went before Willis as well. Right. So with that being, but I think said, Willis is a is a still a work in progress. I don't think he's a polished product yet. I think he still has to have a year sitting to learn. I don't think he can come in and start right away. And I think that was a lot of people's. Uh, I think that's why he dropped to where he dropped because I think Pickett, they expect him possibly to be a chance to start, even though I think Trubisky's going to win it out. But I do think that's the whole reason why Pickett was drafted in the first round. 
So, so D, so your my question to you, like I said, like you asked me, if you're in that green room and you didn't get drafted in the first round, what are you doing? How are you handling it? Well, uh, first of all, I'm going to be pissed and upset at myself. Uh, again, like I said earlier, this is one of the reasons why I didn't go to the draft, although I wasn't offered to go uh, mm-hmm. because they were only, again, taking eight to ten guys at the time. But I, I wouldn't go because of that reason. And, and I think I feel that way now because I've seen so many guys sit in that green room and it doesn't work out for them. And so now I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. But at the time, maybe, Gary, I would have stayed in there and rode back the second day and came back the second day. But I would have did that not because um, not because uh, of being embarrassed or anything like that, but because – I didn't have the same uh, hype that everybody else had, like the Reggie Bushes and uh, the, yeah. the guys like that. So they were household names. So any TV time that I can get right now may help me later as it relates to endorsements or something like that because now they've seen me on TV. Uh, like C.D. Lamb, for instance, like he got a lot of publicity because of him snatching his phone back from his girl when he got drafted by the Cowboys. He had a good season. Well, that was a gift, and, you know, we everybody talked about that. Everybody knew him, didn't know if he was a good player or not, but they just knew his name from the viral video that, that was shot on draft day, which now is the reason why they bring 30, 40 guys now because – and they, they, they take all those videos. Uh, that's another thing I'm going to talk to you about. But um, – <clears throat> um, uh, <sighs> That just lost my train of thought. Oh, the train of thought loss. I like it. No, I, I, I do. I think, like I said, I think there's only negative. I don't think there's a positive that comes from you going, especially because now, especially with college kids, they can hit NIL deals. So they could already have deals set up before they even get to the NFL. So that notoriety is not going to be needed as much anymore. I think back right. in the day, it made sense to okay, go. I see what you're saying. But now it's not, I don't think, anymore. Like, for example, I'll give you a quick example. There was a basketball player uh, – who saw his friend transfer from Miami to Kansas State because he got a bigger NIL deal. And he's telling Miami he needs a bigger NIL deal or he's transferring too. So he's basically holding them hostage, for lack of a better word, with his talent or he's going to transfer because he'll get more money somewhere else. So that's the way things – I love it, I absolutely love it. I don't think there's no need for players to go to a draft that they're not getting paid to go to. And only thing that can happen is negative impact. Like Malik Willis, that's a negative aspect to his start of his career. Oh, he was a first round. He can use his motivation, but you can only use that as motivation for so, so long. But you all, oh, you're a prospective first round. And now you're a third round guy, but he's still going to Tennessee where he's not going to play anytime soon until Tannehill's gone. Okay. Hear me out, Gary. Hear me out. This is going to be wild, but just hear me out and let me finish, okay? All right. I think that college teams should have to pay players that are entering the draft or on draft day. They should have to pay players for the school to be announced. Here's why. Because when you see 12 Alabama players gone or 13 Alabama players drafted or 17 Ohio State players drafted, people want to go there and they want to play for those particular teams. Even if they haven't watched college football all year and this is their one time and they just watch the draft, 
they see these names pop up. If I can get an NIL deal and if I can get in trouble and when I get in trouble, you want to separate me from the university. Then if I'm going to elevate you, then I should get the same treatment as I would if I didn't. So if you're going to separate yourself from me when I'm doing bad, then when I elevate you, you should separate yourself from me too or pay me to do that. Yeah, I think that the issue you'll have with that, though, is the NFL and college football are in cahoots, so they're not going to do that to each other. But you see what I'm saying, though? Like, yeah. I, I'm not saying I'm not going to strip you from your university. You could care for your university all you want to care for. But what you also have to understand, too, is, is now you are a business. And because you are a business, you've you've talked to the NCAA and you're getting these NIL deals. Now, if you able, like Gary said, now I'm able to, hey, if you're not going to give me more money, I'm going to go somewhere else. But on the flip side of that, when we talked a couple weeks ago, Gary, and we talked about the coach coming in and getting rid of the entire team, uh, and I, we were okay with that. So you mm -hmm. got to take the good and you got to take the bad. But also, now let's not turn away from the good because the good is too good and the bad just not bad enough. No, that's I, I agree. No, and I say my only question with the Miami thing was just that's – it is. Uh, that's why I said there needed to be something in place to so that stuff that wouldn't happen. But it's whatever. That's whatever. I think with the draft wise, I think players should not go unless they start. They should start asking to get paid to go to the draft. You want me to come to the draft and use my likeness for the draft? Pay me. Otherwise, I'll just sit at home. Y'all can send a crew to my house and watch me and my family and friends. Right. So, because then the, you have more. They have more power than they think they do, and I and they just don't know that at that point. And that's the thing. They right. they don't. We, they we, think they have to do it because it's everything been told. That's everything they they see NFL. But you, as a first round pick, you well, have now, a lot more up, power man. than. Hold up! Can. Hold up! Now, Gary. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Now, what you ain't gonna do is you're not finna discredit the spectacular events that the National Football League put on. Huh, huh, huh. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. That's not what you're going to do. So you're going to tell me that I should turn down the potential spotlight. So everybody and their mama, since I've been growing up and going through the things that I've gone through before I got to the National Football League, it was always glitz and glamour. You're going to be on TV. You're going to be in commercials. You're going to have on a nice suit. All this stuff doesn't come from the commercials that we see on TV. All this stuff come from the draft. All this stuff come from galas. This doesn't come from commercials, Gary. So what you have to understand is, is that this is my first opportunity to be what I've seen on TV so many times. You saw Sauce Garner when he walked across the stage with the drip. You saw that. Like his neck was icy. We, where, where do we need that in the National Football League? At? Or what do we need that in professional sports, period? But that's just the that's the thing that that comes with like being icy, like being nice. I'm not saying that there's something wrong with it. I'm just pointing out the fact that that that's the differences. So I bet that was told the same thing to Malik Willis, Nicobe Dean, Matt Corral, the guys that dropped to the third round to get drafted. Hey, come to the first round. You get all this glitz and glamour, and now their glitz and glamour is the same outfit for three straight days. Uh, I don't know if that was yeah, but, the case or two but, but, days. You know, but I'm just saying yeah, but, they didn't get the glitz and glamour. No, no, they don't. But we ain't going to sit there and we ain't going to harbor about the people that didn't get it. We're going to talk about the 26 that did. 
Let's talk about the no, 32. You're hearing more about you hear more about Malik Willis and the Kobe Dean getting drafted later than you hear about the guys getting drafted earlier because it was such a drastic fall. It's negative, and you know they harp on negative more than positive. Okay, all right. If that's the if that's, that's the, the media, stance, I'm not saying the NFL does that. The media does that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but the, the media, media has nothing to do with the National Football League. Now that, that's what the media I has everything to do with you. The media has everything to do with you as sponsors and stuff. True, true. You think Malik Willis is going to have a, a deal now because he dropped from the first to the third? No, yes. he he probably yes. lost all those deals, and he won't yes. have anything like he would have gotten if he would have got drafted in the first round. Well, if he was smart enough, he'd have signed them before he got drafted. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know if they did though. That's the thing we don't know. Right. Okay. I, I, I just think players they have more power than they think they they have. You could still go if you want to, but they should. They do, should but, but yeah, I, I'm if telling every you right player now, asked to get paid, they would start paying you. Bro, I, you are not going to stop my opportunity on meeting some of the celebrities that are always in the business that have been in the business forever. Bro, you telling me like, okay, Snoop Dogg, Lil Wayne, all these legendary rappers and all these, I get a chance to see Michael Jordan, whoever the NFL decided they want to pay to bring out. That's a big time name. You telling me I'm gonna pass that opportunity up because I I of uh, fear of being that embarrassed that my name's not draft. called. That doesn't happen every draft. I, I'm we I, I'm just saying this is yeah. my before before I got drafted, Gary, and and I don't know if you're gonna tell the truth or you just gonna sit here. You're gonna lie to make it fit your narrative, but before I got drafted, I thought. It was like some crazy process, bro, where, you know, we're going to jump on private planes and like uh, not on, not only private planes, like I'm going to be stupid rich. I just hit the jackpot, bro. Like it's going to be different. It, no, no, none of that is true. None of that is true. I flew commercial. Uh, they got me out the next day. I walked in. I never I mean, I've seen the Panthers play, but I didn't really know much about them. Like, not from a football standpoint. And it was time to go to work. It was, in fact, to be honest with you, from the first time they called my name to go across the stage until where I am at has been now has been harder than it was before they called my name. Yeah. No, I, I didn't have that aspect of a first-round pick, so I don't know all the stuff with that that goes in with it. We have to go visit the team right away, all that kind of stuff. I didn't have that. That was Jonathan Stewart in my year. Uh, uh, but uh, so, like, for me, it was this different. I was just at home with family and friends, my coaches and stuff like that, and watched in it. And I, I had no idea. I, I was projected in anywhere from the third to the fifth round or sixth round. And we had no idea where I was going to go. So I was there for the – I watched the third and the fifth round at the place because I had no idea if I was going to go in between there. But – it was just whatever. I, but I'd rather have been around my family and friends. Obviously, growing up, obviously you look at the spectacle that the draft was, and it has become now. It's huge now. But if I had a chance to talk to players beforehand, I would just let them know it is glitz and glamour, but they're just using you. It has nothing to do to benefit you. And that's the thing. is, I don't. Yes, the players are not going to turn it down. I understand that. But they also don't know better. Just like you, don't, you didn't know better. I, 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 I don't, now I don't, you know better. Gary, I don't think there's a problem there, though. It's a it's a it's a nice trade off. It's a nice trade off because until you get the negative impact. You, but but look, but look though, you, but you got to understand though, from their standpoint too, they stand to lose too. Here, here's what I'm saying that they stand to lose. 
Because we can go and we can parade these players around Las Vegas. We can parade these players around the draft. We can give them boatloads of money. But there is a strong possibility that they can be the next Jamarcus Russell. Correct. So now I've, 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 I've wined you and dined you, and all you've done is just take money from me. So they Ain't also that the same have, thing in college? Same thing in college, too? No, it's not the same thing in college. It's, it's not the same thing in college. And the reason why it's not the same yeah, thing man. in college is because let's just say I, I'll use Alabama because Alabama is always in the top five, top one. They got more TV games than anybody I've ever seen outside of Michigan, right? I can be just a regular player and have a regular game, six catches, 60 yards. As long as they say my name or whatever during the telecast, I can make money. I can be a player that's balling at a smaller school or at a school that's D1 that's not getting the same TV time. Balling. I'm talking about putting up like crazy numbers. But as long as I'm not on TV, I'm not getting a I'm not getting a I'm not getting the NIL deals. It is definitely harder unless they unless they're just I'm trying saying, to recruit saying, you to come to the school. Right. What I'm saying is the all the time and money and effort that's used to like recruit these high profile high school kids and then they end up being bust or, you know, like one or two, one, they play a year and then transfer and you end up never hearing from them again. Like that's a lot of money that's got to go into that process. And that's gotta be, you know, but yeah, they're making a ton of money, obviously, but I'm just saying like, so it's a part of the system. It just gets a little bit fancier when you get up towards the pro levels. But then now players can get paid. That's why I think they should, Say, hey, we're not coming to the draft unless we get paid to come. Uh, that that makes sense, and and we don't know at this point in time if they are getting paid to come. We're Correct. Saying we truly don't. We truly don't know. We, we we really don't know, and not even like interested enough to even Google it or even. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, not, I'm not that just, worried about it. Yeah, we we're not <laughs> that worried about it. Just to make sure we let y'all know. I, I here's one question I had, D. Let's 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 switch from the the draft talk. D, how does it feel to know that you are the second most popular dreadhead in Memphis, Tennessee? Now, I'm okay with that. I, I, I'm okay with that because if if you look back at the the short amount of time that the Grizzlies have been in Memphis, ninety five, ninety six. since the 90s um they've gone and we've never made it to the nba championship uh we've had Pau gasol we've had zach randolph stromile swift i mean we we've had a ton of guys to lead us uh and to the playoffs western conference finals i mean western yeah never to the nba finals Uh, i think that's the farthest we've ever gotten um but to see this team have the collection of guys that we have versus those other teams, because we went out and we grabbed guys from other teams. They were already kind of good, and they just kind of got better together. Well, this particular team is growing together. So for us to start where we are right now in Josh short career, having Dylan Brooks, uh, uh, Jaren, having these guys step up, and play basketball the way that they're playing and knowing that 
we don't have to give them monster contracts at the end of this year. I, I think the sky is the limit. I think we can get to the NBA championship assuming we can get past Golden State because Steph Curry and them boys shooting that thing. Uh, what was the uh, what was what was the uh, series record for the Grizzlies last series? Four two. What was the Lakers? Wow, that's a oh, I'm not the time. That's t- that's your team. I was asking. I, I don't know. I didn't. I don't watch that. You know, they, what? When's the last? That, I know that you're just talking. When's the last time that Memphis won a championship? And when was the last time LeBron won a championship? The bubble doesn't count. We already I'll discussed wait. that. You can take out the bubble. the bubble. You can take out the bubble, and you still got you know three other rings you can count before you get to a Memphis championship. Look, look, Tom. Since I you remember, since I you want to, I'm the Bucks since, guy. Since you want to bring LeBron James up, how the hell you gonna say you the best player in the world, but then have a player that you want to play with? Please answer that for me, because I. I don't think oh. I've ever heard Reggie Miller or – Oh, or, Lord. Here we go with the grandpa talk over here again. I, well, back in my day, I didn't hear Reggie Miller and Michael Jordan talking about they wanted to team up. Them boys, boys want to do it for themselves. You ain't never hear about Magic Johnson team up with Kareem and Bill Jabbar. Oh, wait. Y'all, this, y'all tripping out. Like, this – my man got asked a question. We already talked about this because here comes Gary. Well, it was his show that they asked it on. Okay, they already that man got asked the question about who he would play with in the NBA, and he says Steph Curry. What, what's that matter? Why can't you have somebody like man? It'd be fun to play with that guy, and without everybody jumping like, oh, he trying to, trying to jump on the bandwagon over her. Like, come on, man. Well, I think the the only reason why people jump to that is because of his whole comments of that he wants to play with his son, and he may leave Lakers again. Leave the Lakers, who knows? And I think that's the whole iffy why people jumped on it is because he's been known to jump from team to team to do that. So that's the reason why I did it. He, it's everything that his past has shown that he will do it, and that's why people jumped on it. I don't think it was it, – it, it could be innocent, yes, but that's why people jumped down it is because of what he's done in his past. Okay. I, since people we talk, jump down it because it's LeBron and everybody wants to overanalyze. Look, 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 look. This is this is not. No, 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 no. Don't you do that, time. Don't you do that, time. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. You, you, you so disrespectful. This is why you disrespectful, and I know that you're a LeBron James fan, and that you're gonna defend him to his death on top of that hill. I don't understand why KD get the hate that he get. Like, you talk about LeBron James. What? People hate KD, bro. They Lord. hate KD. I don't know. I don't understand well, KD, where the hate come from. KD brought something out on himself whenever he created all these what? burner accounts. When he created burner accounts to, to respond back to fans that were hating on him. What, what so, does burner accounts got to do with playing basketball? That's time? so below you as one of the greatest players of all time. To create a burner account to go respond to fans, like come on, bro, what, <laughs> bro? I, I you you ain't what, what's wrong with that? That that, that has nothing to do with basketball. Though. If you want to respond, why don't you just go ahead and respond on your main profile? Why are you gonna create a whole other profile? You're still missing the point, Tom. You're missing the point. <laughs> so I think the problem why he can't re- you can't respond as a player. You can't respond as often on your own account because the things you might say. Will be taken the wrong. Will be taken negatively, and then you're going to be yelled at for this. You might get fined for that. You can't give your honest opinion as a player on what people say to you. 
that's just how it is. So that's why I get, that's why I would assume he created a burner account so he has the freedom to say what he wants without getting in trouble. I I don't understand why me creating a burner account affects the career that I have on the basketball court. I I don't understand that. People give KD a hard time. Bro, they got swept. Okay. They got swept. Somebody said at one point. Him and Kyrie can't get swept right there, big dog. Come on. Like, I understand Boston is a good team. And and the Lakers can't miss the playoffs, but they did. It happens. But they didn't like, have their full team. Like AD played like two games this year. Oh, I, you, okay, that's every year. That's every right. year of AD's career. We, we right. noticed. We noticed. Yeah, Kyrie was often on the court. So I understand that mess with the team chemistry. But come on, man, you can't get swept when you got arguably people argue that KD is the best player in the world right now, and Kyrie was playing, you know, top ten, top five basketball when he was playing, and you get swept. I mean, it's just, it's just, I could, Gary, if you would, and I know for a fact who you put money on in that series, so don't try to backtrack yes, now. I did. 100% put money, put money on, on the Nets. Series. I put money exactly. on that. I put 20 on the Nets. And so you're going to sit here and tell me you, you had so much faith in them, you're going to put money on the Nets and that they got swept. You ain't, you ain't looking at them like, what? Oh, I put it, my it money on y'all because I thought y'all were good. Obviously, it's not a good look. I will say that, yes. But like you said, and, and Kyrie didn't play half the year because of the COVID stuff. They wouldn't let him play. So, yes, there is that. But it doesn't make an excuse. They at least should have won a game. I agree with that. I don't disagree with that one bit. Just like I think the Lakers should have made the playoffs. I don't disagree with that either. I, I don't know why they didn't. Just like I don't know why the Nets didn't. It just didn't work. But I, I honestly, yes, everybody can say KD's best. I think Giannis is the best player in the world right now. Personally. Okay. I think Giannis has proven year in, year out, he's always up for the defensive player of the year. He's always up for MVP for the last three years in a row. And he did win it, and he won a championship. So right now, I think Giannis is the best player in the NBA because he actually plays offense and defense. I don't just see it as just an offensive league. I think you have to play both ways. KD doesn't really play defense. LeBron definitely doesn't play defense now. Neither one of them, I would say, are the top or the best. Oh, you can even argue Joel Embiid up there right now but again people don't like to give big men the credit because they don't have to carry the hand of the ball all the time but i would say you, you could throw luca up there luca carries a mavericks team with nobody else on the team you're talking about defense though right now right god well, i mean don't I, play I, defense. I know that but a bead and, and Giannis does that's what i'm saying that's why i said those guys play defense and that's why i think Giannis is the best player in the world right now real quick quick side note before you go d talking about Giannis. And I got to know, I, I just want to put this out there to everybody that listens to this that plays Uno with D'Angelo. I don't think D'Angelo is as big a Uno fan as he claims. He's not. Because time sent him a link to a pair of Uno Giannis Greek Freak shoes that have the number 34 on them. All things align for D'Angelo Williams that this is like a shoe he needs to own. And this man didn't even respond. Whereas and you Gary, know who bought it? Gary went out and bought a pair, and I'm just questioning D'Angelo's Uno love that he claimed he had if he can't even respond about those shoes. So let me tell you something uh, about me, Tom. <laughs> and he's a shoehead. And he's a shoehead. If, if, exactly. if my love for something clashes with my hate, I just stay away from it. I am not a Bucks fan. I'm not a Giannis fan. I'm a Memphis Grizzly Ja Morant fan. Okay. So in the event that we have to play them for something, whether it's a title, whether it's for a playoff position, 
whether it's whatever, I will continue to not like that team. Okay? That that's one. That's that's my hate. My love is Uno. But because they're fighting each other with this shoe, I, I'm not I don't have to respond to you, Tom. I don't have to respond to you. <laughs> you don't like, have to wear them. You can just have that's them. what I'm saying. Like I look, I I me not responding to you should let you know, like, no, he's not interested. I'm not interested for whatever reason. I just wasn't interested. And I didn't really he, like he how couldn't he couldn't even give love either. to it. Yeah, it was, he couldn't was even crazy. give love. He knows the shoes are sweet. He knows they are. He just can't give him that Bro, credit. He sent me a picture. <laughs> he sent me a picture first and was like, "Hey, you like these?" Didn't say nothing. Then he sent me the link, and I'm like, "Okay, so he forcing this on me now. Like, this ain't even about me anymore. This is about him." Like, I, hold on. sidebar. I appreciate the link because I used that link to go buy me my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go, man. It, it, it's just thing. It's just so much that adds up for you. It had different colors you could have chose. It had your number I looked, 34 I at and everything. And it had I, 34 on the side. I looked at them too, I came, man. Can you? I came close to buying the yellows too. I bought the greens. I came close to buying the yellows as well. Man, I can't. Look, man, you just just picture this, man. Me outside. I'm at the I'm at the University of Memphis playing a pickup basketball game, bro. I got my Memphis t-shirt on. That will never happen. Got my Memphis t-shirt on, man. My Memphis shorts, Memphis boxers. Because I knew today was the day that I was going to need to wear these. But I ain't even really boxers. They tight. With my Memphis socks on, man. Got a John Morant t-shirt on because that's my boy. You know what I'm saying? With the 12 on the back. I'm like with some Giannis on. With some Uno Giannis. Like, it's not going to work. It ain't just, well, I figured you'd be wearing right. the Josh shoes. What you gonna wear? You ain't gonna wear the your John Morant's. I I will wear my Penny Hardaways, Memphis. Why not okay. Jaws? I, I'd wear my pennies. Why not Jaws? I I'd wear my pennies. But why not Josh? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna get that out of me. Can can we switch exactly. gears? Can we just switch gears <laughs> just a little bit because? I, I want to make sure that we get this in, and 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 I don't want to I don't want to go over this because I, I I wanted to talk to Gary about it, and Gary was like, hey, let's just wait to the podcast. Uh, I was gonna call you, Tom, but I was like, nah, we'll just go right off the cuff, and I really want to see uh, what y'all think. It happened. It really happened. You know, we was talking about Naomi Saki, uh, Osaka, and. Um, we was talking about Simone Biles. Simone Biles, she obviously, uh, she was talking about her mental health and how it was affecting her. So she pulled out of competition. And I said, if that was a guy, it would be looked at completely different. Um, I, 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 don't, I can't quite remember where everybody's stance was. But I, I said, going. yeah, I, fast forward to today. Let's just say today, right now. Ben Simmons. I have been seeing the media attack this guy left and right because he said that his back injury is affecting his uh his his mental health from a standpoint of like getting out there and, and everybody's like bro this is the playoffs you got to step up you can't let this affect you like it's affecting you and like everybody has been coming at his neck everybody from a media standpoint not from each individual household i'm talking about a media standpoint as a whole, they protected Naomi. They protected Simone. Where's that same protection and energy for Ben? That's all I'm asking. Yeah, you're not going to get it. Like you said, there's it's a double standard that 
it's not looked at as something that he has to deal with. They think it's just a way of him not wanting to do it. He's not happy, all that kind of stuff. But they don't want to contribute it to that. But again, I agree with you. It is a double standard. It should not be that way. They should give him the same benefit they did with Naomi and Osaka. Again, and Simone Biles. Simone Biles was at the Olympics. That's bigger than the playoffs. So that is uh, – yeah. so, and everybody was fine with that. Now, you had your people that didn't like it as well. Now, I will say that. There was people that were both – I don't think there's people on both sides right now for Ben Simmons. I think everybody is down his throat. There's not anybody defending him right now. Right. It it, it blows my mind, though. Gary, I don't you think – You know, that you- just goes back to the stigma of guys and their mental health. Guys are supposed to be tougher and – Correct. You know, hold it, hold You're it not in. allowed to have issues. Yeah, it's right. it's funny. It's funny that y'all said that because uh uh I, I know we didn't talk about what we did this weekend because we kind of like jumped into it, but uh my son was crying for whatever reason. I think it was like Legos. He couldn't do a Lego or something, and he was crying. And my father in law walked in. He was like, What are you crying for? And uh he goes, uh, I can't do it. And my father-in-law goes, well, boys don't supposed to cry. And I walk in and I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Now nah, we cry in this house. We cry in this house. You, you let that out, boy. You, yeah. So, so like you said, we're, we're, we're taught from, for whatever reason, that those emotions to like turn them off, uh, for whatever reason, like our mental health is not, not a big thing because we're looked at from either the opposite sex or the same sex to be like, oh, okay, you got it. You can deal with it. You, you're supposed to be well, mentally I would say you get looked at as weak if you do, if you show yes. your, your issues. And I think the thing is, a lot of it, sports-related-wise, in general, is you're taught not to show emotions. Yeah. You're told not to. Sh- you can't show emotion. You can't be emotional. you got to put everything away because sports are more the most important thing. You can't allow it to affect your game. And I think that's where a lot of that comes to is the stigma of sports. They force you to push your emotions away. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, you're not supposed to be crying. And I was like, nah, we do that around here, man. Like, I, I'm going to be crying later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if Memphis loses. We're not um, losing. <laughs> but no, uh, I do. I think it is a straight double standard. Going back to the Ben Simmons thing, I don't. I don't understand how everybody. They were split on Naomi. They were sp- split on. Now I will say you were not for Naomi. I think we were all agreed. Simone Biles, hey, it's whatever. You do what you got to do. It is now, the biggest I, stage. I, was, I, I look, look. I'm. I'm. A, this is my stance on the Ben Simmons. This is my stance on Naomi. And this is my stance on Simone Biles. Every job that you decide that you either want to take, you want to go after, you however you inherit such a job is how you inherit it. But you, whether it's by choice or by force, you take that job, right? You have to have some level of mental stability or mental know-how or mental strength to perform this job. Right. Do we agree with that? Mm-hmm. You got to have some level. Yes. In the event that you don't have that mental strength, then this is not the job for you. This is not the job for you. I'm not saying that you don't have mental health issues. I'm just saying that there's a level of mental strength that comes with certain job titles is the reason why you don't take that job. I'll give you a case in point because we create the mental health issues. I think not the mental health issues, but we create the mental strength and weakness issues within ourselves to ourselves. 
I'm gonna give you a case in point. I'm gonna use LeBron James uh, as an example. LeBron James have averaged 30 points for 30 years. Let's just say that he's averaged 30 points for 30 years, and when he hit 42, it go from 30 to 21. And then the next year after that, go it go to 18 to 19. Still kind of on par with the league, but it ain't 30. And now we're all talking about he should shut it down. He should let it go. He's not the player he used to be, you know, blah, 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 blah. And now he's no longer that great basketball player that we used to see for those 20 years. So now he's now having issues trying to be the same guy that we have seen him be for so long. And so now he goes into a dark place because he can't perform the way that we have, we're accustomed to seeing him perform. And now he disappears and now he has all these problems because of our perspective of him, not his perspective of himself. So that's what I was saying. Like we, we create some of these mental strengthening exercises, or I, I don't know exactly what to call them kind of on ourselves, depending on what direction, as opposed to just not caring what people think. You see what I'm saying? Because if we yeah. can, if we can get by with that, then we'll be fine. But the, the herein lies the problem, the mental health issues or the mental health or, I mean, the mental strength abilities start coming in when we allow other people to affect our day and what they say to us. Yeah, and I, and I think like I'm on the, I'm in between. Like, I don't really, if, I think if you're going to have, if you have issues you need to back up, that's fine. It's on you. Do what you got to do. But you also can't expect other people not to question it. People are going to question because they don't understand it. And there's right. going to be people behind you. You got to take the good with the bad because you're going to get both. I don't think everybody just needs to coddle somebody. I think you just have to deal with, talk to the people that are behind you and don't, and you can't try to worry about the other ones. I think that's the biggest aspect of it is you just got to try and rely on the people that you're close to, to help you with the other stuff. So, that, and then not try to deal with everybody else. And in that way, you're able to figure it all out on your, with your friends and the people that can help you. Because you're going to get both. I think you can't just get, you're not going to get silenced. The other that disagree with what you're doing because they don't understand it or they don't believe it. Especially in Ben Simmons, nobody believes his, his mental health issues. They don't it's know. I haven't crazy, heard one media bro. head believe that it's a mental health issue. Right. They think it's all physical or he just don't, he can't live up to the hype. Or that, he doesn't, or he doesn't care, doesn't want to. Yeah. I, I, I was just trying to figure out where the energy went because. Yeah. I, I knew that it's a it's a we're judged differently on our mental on a mental health scale. Our scale is different from that of our counterparts. That's all I'm saying. Um, time, what you got? Right. Well, well, my my thing about all that is is like that that's part of it. But I don't I have a feeling LeBron's not going anywhere. <laughs> right, that that makes sense. I I we never said that LeBron was gonna go anywhere. I'm just saying, you know, I think that's what kind of Ben Simmons is going through right now. And, and there's a lot of athletes that go through things like that because all it takes is one year. A one year can make or break your career, but that one year you'll be chasing for the rest of your life. I, 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 I'll, I'll give you some examples. Uh, Cam Newton, for instance. I'm not – Cam is being judged. His whole career is judged and based off the year he went to the Super Bowl. He had an insane – year that don't happen all the time that people still hold him to never did it again never came close but they held him to that career and 
And because of that, it inked him out a lot more years than he probably should have because everybody was trying to get back to that camp. Uh, let's kind of go keep moving. Um, um, who else? Uh, who who did it every every year? Drew Brees. Drew Brees, 45, he was always chasing his own record. Him, Tom Brady. So when you're good consistently, that's when you – you know, you're great. But as far as like doing something one time and being held to it, that's what's tough. And when you're held to that and you're trying to get back to that, that can cause some issues as well because we only want to see what we want to see. I would agree. I would agree. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to take any candidate slander, first of all. But I, I do understand what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. But what what what's the deal for like guys like Candy Two Gloves or Sam Bradford who ride a college career and maybe one good year to like multiple millions of contracts as a quarterback? Oh, uh, it ain't nothing. They, they don't have any problems with anybody. They live in their best life. That's best, all on the teams. Yeah, best life, bro. Best life. There's always like that number. Well, I'm saying that the quarterback position is more likely that people could do something like that. What? Say that again, Tom. Like the quarter, the quarterback position is like open to people getting greater praise than they should. No, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I can see what you're saying. But it's a lot of money, a lot of money involved. Uh, and again, I know I said what I just said, but when you talk about the quarterback position, ooh, I it's a sixty-two million dollars uh, to be a backup quarterback or thirty. Um, I made a name for itself as a backup. He probably he's probably the highest-paid backup quarterback of all time, Matt Moore. I, he made so much money as a backup quarterback. I'm pretty sure he was making more than a lot of like starting running backs. <laughs> I would agree with that. I think he definitely did. Yeah, he was making like six to eight million dollars a year as just a backup quarterback. So you telling me I get to practice three days a week, I get to travel, hang out and be cool, you know, and I may go in, I may not, and he rode that out at Miami and everywhere else he was at. Uh, but he was a good quarterback, though. Uh, he was my well, quarterback. I think, and I think that's a, I think that's a, uh, a testament to him that, like, even like when a player got hurt and he did go, and he actually performed well. So that kept him getting more and more backup jobs because they knew if something ever happened to a starter, he can give you a spot start for oh, two or three starts and be. I well. got a, I got a name for you, Matt Castle. Matt Castle did it for a while. No, he did that. Oh, he lived off of one one game. One year, bro. Yeah. And man, I'm talking about that's that's it. That's all it takes. If you, you can also that, say Jimmy G. He's been serviceable, but he hasn't been like the Jimmy G he was when he was in New Jimmy England. Graham? No, Garoppolo. Oh, uh, okay. All right. He, like he had a great year and he okay. but he's been serviceable, but he hasn't been like what he was in New England that year. He's been anywhere close, yeah. but he parlayed into a huge contract. Now he's probably on his way out, but. Yeah. 
But so I mean, there's a lot of there's, there's there's a lot of quarterbacks that's living off one year. I'm gonna give you one that's gonna be shocking. Nick Foles. He just got he, he got all, cut. All, he just got a Super Bowl start, babe. That's all he got. That's all he needed. Ah, bro. It, all it takes is one year, and if you had that one year at the right time, you can live off of it for the rest of your life. That's Ooh, all. Have this conversation and not say Joe Flacco's name. <laughs> He's a backup everywhere he goes every time now. He was a product yeah. of a defense. <laughs> this yeah, man got right. a Super Bowl bet on himself. Bet on himself. Went all in on himself and got paid. <laughs> what a scheme. Bro, that's 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 that's, a, that's what we're saying. Would you you've been held to just that one year and you would have, you know, things like that happen. But I was just I was curious because I again with the Ben Simmons thing as it relates to Simone Biles and Naomi, I knew that it, there was a difference there, and I just wanted to point out the fact that there was a difference. That's all. All right, I have a question. This is completely not sports related. I wanted to get into this whenever we did the house weekend, but like always, D has to steer us all off the rails. Golly, I got a question for y'all. I'm gonna yeah. pose this to two two ways. If somebody tells you, hey, let's go to such and such store, I'm going to run in and run out. How long a time is run in and run out of the store? Five, ten minutes. Yeah. I was going to say five minutes. Again, what did they tell me what they're running in to grab? Because if that, I'm I'm just parking on the side. Now, you ain't got you ain't got to tell me that. I ain't even parking. Five, ten minutes. You Based on where I'm, I'm going to tell you, okay, I'm going to sit right here. That's going to let you know that you got five, ten minutes. All right. What if the store is Costco? Does that give you a little bit more leeway if you say I'm gonna run in, run out? But no. it's a Costco. I'm gonna run in, grab some fruit, no. and run out. No. If you say I'm gonna run in and grab some fruit and run out, I think you still have five minutes. Five, five minutes. It doesn't matter if it's Costco. You told me you're getting five, running in and grabbing yeah. fruit. You're not getting anything else. I, I, I don't give a damn if it's Mall of America. If you say you running out and running back in, first of all, I'm gonna get you to the closest door to, to the store that you need to get to. <laughs> Yeah, I, you got five, ten minutes. Tell me why. I sat in the car for 25, 30 minutes the other day on a run in, run out. And they came out and told me that is running and run out whenever you go to Costco. I said, the hell it is. <laughs> what? Oh, you got play, bro. So, right. so here's how you do, here's how you handle it. You flip it. Next thing, hey, I'm going to run in, run out, and you spend 30 minutes and see if it's the, you get the same energy. <laughs> what I like where your hands at, Gary. Boy. And then you will find out. You'll find out because when they if they don't like it, then you'll be like, "Well, see, this is what I dealt with, and it's yeah, not running you, in, running out." Yeah, you got to do it at like a Lowe's though, something that she just uninterested exactly. in. You got to do it at like a the worst store ever. So when so the twenty five minutes feel like it's three hours. Like, well, damn, where the hell is he at? You got to do it in one of them stores. Exactly, and. The, Funny part is like I was like she's like you want me to take you in any of the kids I'm like no you running in and running out I'll keep them with me. Yeah. Twenty Did minutes she... later I got both babies crying because we've been sitting here oh, waiting you mad? It, because yeah. if 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 she's taking if she offered to take the kids in that's also on you that's a sign she plans to be in there a minute. Right, this is what's crazy though gas so high you can't even circle the parking lot you damn you can't even leave the car you're trying not to leave it <laughs> running because it's so he high. He had the windows cracked. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you don't let yeah. that damn window down for them babies, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's gonna be all right, kids. We got cracked the window. The AC ain't gonna be on right now. <laughs> I, I, both of y'all looking like y'all extras off a movie where y'all just chase somebody for thirteen miles. Everybody sweating hard. They just ran right. marathons. <laughs> Hey, and the first thing she said, well, why you didn't leave the car on? Girl, you don't know how high these damn gas prices are. Talk about <laughs> We the wasted hey, shit. You running. Spent. Yeah, that's. Knowing, knowing you... I'm the one that pay, fills up the gas every time, too. You were damn right on that ah, one. Bro, that's funny. That's if you, you left the, if you left, leave the car running for 25, 30 minutes, you might be on E. Ah, bro, that's funny, Tom. I'm I'm mad that you wasn't mad about the gas, cause I know you you kept the car on, you kept it on. Hey, <laughs> and not only did you keep it on, you thought about hitting a couple blocks around the parking lot and was like, nah, uh-uh, I got it on. That's good enough. <laughs> well, you know, cause what happened is I just I was like, all right, she gonna run in and run out, so I'm just gonna sit here and chill. That way, I can be ready. To go scoop her when she comes out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so and, now you got your eyes fixed on the door, waiting just because as soon as you see it, you get there. You're going to get kudos. She's going to be like, dang, you own it. I see where you're going. Go ahead. Right. And because if you ain't at the door when she gets out, boy, are you in trouble. Where were you? Well, I've been standing on this curbside for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So again, exactly. I, you have to test it. You have to next time y'all go out, you need to say, "Hey, I'm gonna run in, run out, and spend 30 minutes in there and see how it goes, and report back to us how it how it went." But that's a great question, though. The, 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 that's a really good question. Now that I think about it, what's that threshold, Gary? And if I say I'm running in and running out, what's my max men time? Frame? Ten minutes is max. Ten minutes max, and that's even pushing it. I think if you're running, because by the time you get to where you got to get your stuff out, it's going to at least be five minutes. So 10 minutes gives you time to check out. If there's a line, I would say 10 minutes is the max. You hit that 11 threshold, It doesn't increase when you go into a store as big as Costco for y'all. It don't increase? Nah, that, none of that no. increase. Hell no. Nah. You should have thought that. Don't say that. you're running in running out. Yeah. You, you chose to say I'm running in, running out. You can just say, "Hey, I'm gonna go buy some stuff." Okay, you that's gonna be a you while. You should have chose a smaller store. You should have chosen smaller store. Tell me why she's in the kitchen shaking her head right now, saying, "Men." <laughs> she should have chose a smaller store. That ain't our fault. It had to be Costco's. What does that mean? Just because everything come in bulk sizes don't mean that the aisles are bigger. Well, I will ask my uh, I'll ask my buddy and his wife the same question because they actually both shop at Costco as well, and I'll I'll report back when I get that response next week. Hey, I got a I got a question, and I know we got to go, but I want to talk about it next week. But I want to go ahead and pose the question right now. Ask it. The question is this: You're in a new relationship. Uh, maybe you're engaged to get married. Maybe you're not. Do you? Supposed to throw away all the stuff that your ex-girlfriend gave you. And we'll pose that next week. We'll answer it. Uh, I'm really interested to hear Time's response to this one. All right, boys. We'll be out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of the Cinnamon the Podcast. We'll be back next week. And I think the guys are going to have a special edition 
next week, possibly, right? We're going to talk about maybe a, a hunt? Uh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, 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 we'll see, Tom, because we really want to hear your answer to that question. It's one of the things you're going to forget by next week. We'll be all right. <laughs> oh, we already asked it. Everybody's going to want to know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll be back next week. Tune in again. Go check out the YouTube channel. We out. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 